Hey, 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 good evening, folks. I am Brandon Beliso, and welcome to Mindful Meditations. And I invite you to please think for the, everybody listening to the podcast, what is your intention? Now, I know very often meditation is simply viewed as a way to center ourselves, to calm ourselves. But I also understand if I get to that place of balance, of calm, of peace, of serenity, if I'm in the best place possible, we often heard that reference, right? I am in a good place. And if I am in a good place, I make good choices, I take the right action, and I can fulfill my dreams and my intentions. So as we cultivate getting to this good place through meditation, I encourage you to insert your intention in there. Cool? So gratefully, I don't get to do this alone. I have friends who come hang out with me, and I have several of them here as always as we do this recording live. <clears throat> so I ask them to please share your intentions in the chat as we do this via the internet. So my intention is to maintain my calm. Calm is a wonderful thing. And my encouragement there when I hear that intention is to versus maintain my calm, right? I'm maintenance, this is maintenance. I believe the yin to the yan of that is to constantly cultivate calm. And if I can cultivate calm, then I have the abundance of calm in my life. So it's more of a <clears throat> consistent practice of creating calm. So my cup is always full of calm. If anything, it runneth over. Cool. Another one of our intention is embracing every new day, new situation, new relationships. And for me, that's always an easy thing. Even with the uncertainty and fear, the newness of anything is easy to embrace, right? On a physical plane, the smell of a new car. Mm, it's easy to embrace that. The feel of a pair of new shoes. It's easy to embrace that. The newness of a relationship, the curiosity of who they are. You know, that first kiss, the first interaction. And of course, the newness of creating a new business or a new career or moving into a new home. Anything that promotes newness for me is always easier to embrace than to embrace the fear of the uncertainty that comes with the newness. So celebrate the new day, the new situation, the new relationships with that sense of joy because it truly is amazing. Another one of our intentions is to maintain discipline in both work and exercise and not cheat one for the other. It's about balance. And balance is the constant. If you think of Lady Justice holding the scale, right? If the scale is equal in weight on both sides, then the scales are balanced. But if I tip that scale from one end to the other, I can see that visual picture of running from one end of the scale, running back to the other end, running to the other end of the scale, and back to the other end. So then the question really becomes, how do I maintain that balance in a state of equilibrium? Because that truly is our goal, correct? Our goal is to maintain that scale in a state of equilibrium. And through our breath and through meditation, I believe we offer ourselves that unique experience. Cool? Lots of wonderful intentions in this meditation. My intention is to feel one with my passion and purpose and fulfill my highest potential. And I enjoy that. My intention, my passion, 
my highest potential. And we often hear that. People say, well, that's very selfish. You speak in I terms, in me terms. But I truly believe, much like the airplane, if I'm on the airplane and the oxygen drops and those masks come out, I will put on mine first before my child's. Right? They teach you that right away because if I don't put mine on first, I have no oxygen, I might pass out and not have enough in me to put the mask on my child. So I think that's a brilliant analogy. The yin to the yang, I believe in every life, there's a time to be selfish and there's a time to be selfless. And that is the yin and the yang. And if all I do is think of myself and my own personal well-being, then what am I? But if I only think of others and constantly put myself second, who am I? Who am I? So I believe with a sense of balance and awareness, I will know when I need to say no and take care of myself and trust that by doing the right thing for me, as the saying goes, those who mind won't matter. And those who matter, they won't mind. And anytime I've taken time for myself, the people who truly love me, respect my space, respect who I am. And that's a beautiful thing. So as you meditate on that intention, I'm going to encourage you to feel okay with that. I know me being a good codependent growing up, I always put everybody first. And when I did that, I ended up being this somewhat of a martyr, right? This victim mindset. And I always put myself second. Who's ever said that or heard that? I always put myself second. And that doesn't sound something I can be proud of, I can embrace, I can value at all. So again, the yin and the yang, it's finding that balance. Let that be your focus when you meditate on your intention. There's a time to be selfish and there's definitely a time to be selfless, right? Give and take, as one would say, give and take. Cool. All right, cup those hands, right hand and top of left. Bring it down three inches below your belly button. Turn it palms up so that your hands form a bowl or a vessel. And your hands are inspiring us, helping us to focus on our chi or our ki. That is our personal power. Each of us have that. And that's what makes each of us unique, different, and special. Close your eyes, look up into your eyelids. In the middle, inch above often referred to as your third eye or your intuition. Again, extremely powerful. Hindu cultures will see the red dot on the forehead. Buddhism, the deities, you'll see the red dot on the forehead. That is your third eye. Your intuition knows what you need versus what you want. And if I focus on my needs, I will always be balanced. I will always be grateful. And I always will be happy in the moment I'm offered. If I focus simply on my wants, I'm needy, I'm greedy, and it will never be fulfilled because wants are fleeting, wants are passing. But our needs fulfilled offer us the best opportunity for peace and that state of bliss here on a physical plane. So look up in the middle of your forehead an inch above into your intuition.
And now let's give our breath a color because it's only through our breath that we create balance, we create calm. See the color of your breath come into your nose and go down your throat, into your chest. And the goal is not to let it stop there. Swallow your breath, as we call it, deep belly breathing. Get your breath deep into your belly, into the palms of your hands. Allow your breath to sit in the palms of your hands. Visualize your breath like a ball of light, spiraling, igniting, cultivating, marinating, uniting. Feel your breath grow bigger and bigger, the light glowing bigger and bigger. And when you can't hold your breath anymore, please exhale through your eyelids and the crown of your head. And now visualize your breath like water in a three-tiered fountain overflowing, cascading downward over your face, your neck, your shoulders, your torso, your legs, all the way to the bottoms of your feet. The goal is to create your aura, your personal armor. And there is a yin-yang there. It allows in love, financial gain, healthy relationships, optimal health, personal wealth, but it repels negativity, cynicism, hate, prejudice, envy, jealousy, my own and what others offer me. It's a yin-yang. So I cultivate that aura. So I illuminate the best parts of me into the world. Be mindful of your breath and cultivate your aura. And now visualize this aura all around you. For me, visually, I think of looking at a street lamp, right? A street light after a good rain. And you see the glow at nighttime around that light. That is your light. We often hear the cliche, oh, they light up the room and they walk into it. That is simply your aura projecting outward. And we attract what we project. And if I put out good positive energy, I will attract good positive energy into my space. I've often heard people say to me, well, you know, bad things just happen to me, right? Badness follows me. No, we're putting out that energy. So we receive that energy. Be mindful. Mm, my aura feels like a warm blanket on a cold night. My aura is my best friend when I walk the desert alone. Next, let's move into grounding. Such a positive statement. They're so grounded. Or the yin to the yang. I don't feel grounded. Right? To ground ourselves is crucial to anchoring ourselves 
to that rhythm, that sync. I want to be in tune with the earth. And to do that, I want you to visualize from your tailbone the roots of the tree going deep into the earth, right out of your tailbone, spreading out, fanning out into the earth. I will often visualize my roots going down to the core, wrapping around the magma. And that magma, I see the gold color of the core coming up through my roots, into my spine, down each nerve ending in my body. And just really anchoring me in every shape, way and form, every cell. I need to be anchored. I need to be grounded. And that grounding is valuable. You ever have one of those days where everything just flows? You get the perfect parking. You don't get stuck in traffic. Things just seem so insane. Just boom, boom, boom. And life just fires off in a rhythm, in a song. And you can do no wrong, right? That's an example of being in tune. In tune with not only the earth, but in turn in tune with yourself. Feel the confidence that you are anchored, you are grounded, because only from this place can I visualize out of the crown of my head the branches of that tree going up into the sky, past the clouds, past the stars, past space, into the realm referred to as nirvana or bliss. I love that place. Everything's perfect. There is no hate. There is no greed. There is no doubt. There is no fear. It's a dream state. And I can visualize and see all of my dreams coming true. But the fact that I'm anchored on a physical plane, I recognize I can't simply have my head in the clouds. If I want to cultivate that dream into a physical reality, then I need to bring it down. Bring it down from that nirvana, that bliss. Let it pass through your intuition. Let it go through your heart. And if it passes those two successfully, now my intention sits in my chi. Because that personal power is the only place I'll take action from. I can talk a mean game. I can say I'm going to do A, B, C, and it'll never happen unless I put one foot in front of the other. So eventually, whatever that dream, that wish, that desire, I need to cultivate it.
feel the yin and the yang, the synergy as if the trunk of the tree is coming right up through the middle of your body, creating that sense of alignment of balance. And I love the grounding because I feel safe to dream big, to reach high. We often hear the cliche, they have their feet on the ground and their head in the clouds. That's a yin yang and that's a great place to be. But I must cultivate those dreams into reality or I miss out. So the practice of grounding yourself, it's that tether that allows you to reach high into that nirvana to cultivate the true dreams that you need versus want. And now let's move into gratitude, one of the highest forms of love. As the Dalai Lama says, the person who is richest is the one who could be happiest with the least. Be grateful for your breath. Be grateful for your awareness. Be grateful for the food in your belly. Because only from this place of gratitude can I truly have rich soil to cultivate my dreams. So as you breathe in, mindfully I am breathing. And as you breathe out, I am grateful. And as you breathe in, I am breathing. And as you breathe out, I am grateful. from this place, see your beautiful aura radiating out all around you, grounded to the earth, but reaching for your dreams up high. And from your heart, illuminating outward is gratitude. Gratitude is so, so, so important. And it's from this place, I can be vulnerable, truly open myself up to the universe. And I can welcome in the law of abundance, the law of attraction. It is only through my ego 
that I truly believe I have all the answers and I know what I need. Hmm. Like John Lennon said, life is something that happens while we're busy making other plans. We often fight our purpose because we want something else. But what we need is to fulfill our purpose. We are each here for a special reason. And to truly find out what that is, to truly cultivate that, I need to do and be my best. In everything, when I drink a glass of water, when I hold the front door for somebody, when I say goodnight, if we can do and be our best, then we can be one with our passion and purpose. We can truly fulfill our highest potential, not low-level survivalistic mentality, our higher self. And if I'm behaving for my higher self, discipline in my work and exercise has no need to cheat. One for the other, balance comes organically. And that theory is constantly tested, the yin and the yang. As much as we can all fly and soar and be so amazing, we are all capable of doing awful things, of saying hurtful things because we're human. And our higher self will say, don't cop out to that. Don't cop out because I'm a human, so I can misbehave and I can lie and cheat and steal and behave inappropriately. No, the higher self says, come hang out here. Let me challenge you. Come on, it's so much better over here. And it takes a lot of courage to do that. In a world where lying and misbehaving is fashionable, where headlines and likes and comments are more important than doing the right thing, our higher self can often be skewed. Embrace the new day, embrace new situations, embrace new relationships. It's like going on a trip. The challenge with that is the first mile or so in that car, yay, here we go. Mile 500, mile 1000, mile 1500, 2000. How do we find the newness once we have a little pavement under, the, under us? That, that is the art of keeping anything new, your relationship, your career. And it's all a choice, it's all a mindset. I will often ask older married couples I work with, how many times have you kissed your significant other today? He goes, I don't know. I said, one. 
And if every kiss could be like the first kiss, how beautiful is that? If every breath could be like your first breath, and subconsciously you remember when you were born as a child and you took your first breath, that first bit of life, how new and amazing is that? We have that opportunity every day. So breathe in. And breathe out. Breathe in, breathe in, breathe in. And breathe out. And one more time, breathe in, breathe in, breathe in. And breathe out. And when you're ready, feel free to open your eyes and <clears throat> share what you experienced in the chat. I remember growing up poor, and my father would often, he was a single parent, would put on a suit and leave us for two, three days at a time. No food, no provisions. So we often didn't know when the next meal was going to come. And that feeling of going hungry creates fear. So if we found some food or got it from the neighbor or often stole it from the dented can food store, I would hoard food. I would sit and overeat because I never knew where the next meal was coming from. So I'd try to eat two or three meals because of the fear, the unknown, that I didn't know where that next meal was coming from. And it was a very greedy behavior, but it was based upon my neediness. So that cliche, that phrase, needy and greedy, has been used several billion times in, in throughout life. And that comes from being unbalanced. And I remember those times. And survival is fear. It's fear-based. To live, ah, that takes tremendous courage. And I share that with you because a true state of balance requires us to have a sense of hope, a sense of faith. I have to be willing to walk that path because the path to my higher self is messy. Am I willing to pull back my own covers? Am I willing to look at myself, warts and all, imperfections and all? And without somebody telling me how wonderful I am at social media or propping me up, can I truly be okay? Because if I can be, 
truly, truly okay with myself. I can heal anything within me. I can create anything I choose. Because the path to our higher self, the yin to the yang, is truly through our lower self. And believe me, when I sit and eat, and I'm so mindful of each bite and the nourishment and the beauty of healthy, good, organic food, make no mistake, I remember what it was like to hoard a horrible food, a processed Vienna sausage, or, you know, frying bologna and trying to make it taste like steak. Oh, I don't forget that. So that bite of healthy, organic food I get from a good grocery store, I just love. And I appreciate it with such a deep, deep, deep sense because I know what it's like to go without. So the yin and the yang is very powerful. As long as I don't allow anything from my past that might have been traumatic or hurtful to allow me to live today as a victim. And what I love about all the intentions, everybody wants to be a better version of themselves. And, and I praise you for that. But I can't truly be a better version of myself unless I can honestly, with a sense of humility, embrace who I am today and where I am today and why I'm here today. And if there's something I really don't like about myself, I don't let it sit in the dark. I don't let it sit in shame and guilt. I bring it out into the light of day because I never want skeletons in the closet. I bring it into the light of day and I wrap my arms around it. And I say, that's okay. Because today I can heal you. I can make you well. So anything you want to cultivate or manifest or create in your life, you have the opportunity to do that each and every day. But I have to be willing to do it with a deep, deep sense of honesty. And that requires me to detach from somebody's approval, from how many likes I get at social media, from how many reviews I get at Google, from how many people tell me how awesome I am today. I just have to be okay with me without any of those external devices. Because if I'm truly okay with me, then I can heal me. I can walk that path to my higher self. Nobody else's. Nobody else's. I'm gonna encourage you to journal on that. And I will too. True peace is in the acceptance of oneself without the reflection of somebody else's input. And it's often a lonely path, but that's okay. Like Marion Monroe said, I'm like a bus. Some people get on my bus, some people wait for the next bus. Some people get on my bus and stay on a few stops longer, and some people ride my bus for a long, long time. But 
my bus always runs its route. So visualize that. <clears throat> I think it's a beautiful metaphor and I'll leave you with that. This is my route. I'm not gonna deter from it. Just cause you want me to turn right, that's not gonna happen. I'm not stopping in the middle of the block. This is where I stop. This is my path and I would run my route. You wanna get on the bus? Cool. If you don't, that's okay. Cause you know there's another bus coming. You can get on that one. And that's the cool thing. And when Marilyn Monroe said that, people thought she was just some dingy blonde who was an actress. It's a very profound, profound metaphor for life. Cool? All right. I am Brandon Belisle. So thank you to everybody for being here in this meditation. This is Mindful Meditations as always. Please, if you enjoy this and, and you listen to the podcast, leave us a review. As I've been told by my people, tell everyone to leave a review. So until we talk again, please, you go out there and you live your best life.